What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. Shall we dive to today's questions? All right. Nikki Koo from Hawaii. I've been on the ketogenic diet for a little over two years now. I've lost 100 pounds so far. Congratulations. But I recently watched one of your videos and it made me question myself if I want to stay on the keto diet for 10 years. She's a thinker. I like it. My automatic answer to myself was hell no, especially since it's raised my cholesterol. Okay. I thought keto was supposed to be healthy. Lack of sustainability. I want to lose about 30 more pounds. And when I eat more carbs, I seem to gain back some weight. How do I transition off the keto diet without gaining the weight and what foods should I eat? This is a great question. This is a really great question. Who is stoked about this question? And by the way, like Nikki just strikes me as an extremely coachable person just from the way she asks questions, which is incredible. When somebody can take free information and like consider and apply it, that's not average. Yeah. Like that's not what the average person would. Well, also, it looks like she lost 100 pounds by herself, like, which shows discipline and consistency. Mm-hmm. Over, which period, is over a long period of time. So, I mean, first of all, love the consideration. I would say keto is not for most, and keto is nearly not for any woman. Keto has so far has served you. Yes. Right? But, you know, Weight loss is a game of leadership. It's you leading yourself in order to achieve the body that you want to be in. And I love how she's, you know, leading herself because she's looking three steps ahead, right? And she's like, this is, you know, this is where I want to be. This is what's currently happening. And I'm looking at this vision and I'm seeing how there is misalignment, which is incredible. It's a beautiful skill that most people don't have. But from what you're saying, I can help but to assume that you probably have a hard time controlling your carbs. There's some kind of trigger, I can assume. Maybe. And I can assume that you're... Yes, that's one. From a psychological standpoint, I can assume that your relationship with carbs needs to be improved. Because here's the thing, you guys. Carbs don't make you gain weight. But if you don't consume carbs appropriately, then it will. There's nothing in here that tells me that she can't control her carbs. Her relationship with carbs could be improved. Why is because if you lost 100 pounds by doing keto, you've done keto for a long time and now your body's not used to eating carbs. So it would be realistic for you to have a fear of them. Yes. And also... The last time that she probably had carbs, should she be in ketosis, was Nikki 100 pounds ago, which means a completely different set of behavior. You really think within 100 pounds of loss, she didn't have any carbs? No, I don't think. No, no, because that's not possible, right? 
but I think she's talking about like carbs being a part of her lifestyle. Right. So here's the thing is when your body is not exposed to something for a long period of time consistently, it's not used to it. So when you eat carbs, I wouldn't be surprised if you do gain a little bit of weight. Now, if you can be okay with that, knowing that you're resetting your body to be okay eating carbs long term, then you are going to set yourself up to succeed further along in this journey. Okay, so if you want to lose about 30 more pounds, look at it in the big picture. You've already lost 100, which is amazing. Like that is a feat that so many will, will not achieve. I think I've lost 100 pounds, but not consecutively. This little bit here, this little bit there. But for one, you've overcome something really great already. So think about the fact that now you literally have less than a third of that that you want to lose. And then you'll be like where you want to be, which once you get there, the pot of gold will move and you'll want to be somewhere else. But for now, if you are okay with the fact that you start reintroducing carbs, not donuts, that's an edible product, not a food. If you start reintroducing carbs, you know, like beans and legumes and, you know, even grains and stuff like that, your body's going to take a little while to adapt. And so if you're okay, you'll probably gain a little bit of weight, but not necessarily body fat. Not necessarily. Maybe a little bit. But to be honest, if you're really implementing them strategically and like reintroducing them slowly, then the adjustment period shouldn't be too rocky. But you have to be okay knowing that for one, the scale is going to change on a daily basis anyways. So do you know if you're really gaining fat or not? Debatable. If it's within like a five pound increment up or down. But, you know, to set yourself up to succeed for the future and know that you don't have to restrict yourself of carbs, the longer you go not eating carbs, the more time it will take for your body to readapt to them. So I would say just start now and just start implementing slowly. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just answer your question by diving into more detail. Look, the question that you're asking has two elements to it. There is a physiological and there is a mental part, right? For one, and I loved everything that you said, but for one, from a mental standpoint, I can only help but to assume that your current relationship with carbs is the exact same relationship that you had when you weighed 100 pounds ago. Why? Because when you're on keto, you're told to not eat carbs, okay? So you're avoiding it instead of persevering and overcoming it, okay? So from a mental standpoint, that's what's happening. So I can only help but to assume if you had to lose 100 pounds, you had a lot of shitty habits, right? Let's face it. And you had... You don't get to be 100 pounds overweight without having... Right. Let's say 130 pounds to lose, right? And then, you know, like you probably lack control when it comes to carbs, right? And when it comes to carbs, we have to think about two things, quantity and quality. Well, I don't, I mean, I agree, but there's an element that is very uncertain, which is what you said is her relationship with carbs is probably the same as what it was 100 pounds ago, which yeah. I do agree with. However, there has been some discipline developed within this 100 pound loss. So... 
there could be a potential different mindset as well. There's a different mindset, but right now carb is a trigger for her because she hasn't experienced it through. Because if she I just exposes her to carbs, and what I'm telling you, I'm about to tell you advice from my own worldview, from my own experience, right? When you're about to expose yourself to carbs, you're putting yourself through an experience that's correlated with who you were a hundred pounds ago, which is a trigger. Okay, this is from my own worldview, and this is also from my worldview, having coached other people as well. Okay, so that's the mental standpoint, right? Which I can see why you might be scared to do that, because it could lead to like an all or nothing thing. Or if you're like, no, like my relationship with carbs has always been great, which quite frankly, I, I will have a hard time believing because if you have about 150 pounds to lose, I can only help but to assume that you ate a lot of shitty carbs. Well, I mean, let's look at what the like top two carbs are in Hawaii. It's white rice and mac salad. Yep. Well, of course, those are not going to help, right? But then, you know, we have to... White rice is not bad for those of you watching and being like, oh my God, white rice. It's not the most terrible thing in the world. But those are the like... But when you eat most that common. shit with spam, yes, that's terrible. And when you just like eat it, like Sarit eats rice all the time. He used to. <laughs> And then from, no, when you eat rice, you eat rice. But when you just I do don't my mom's, do it. Yeah, yeah. You just don't do it. And then from a physiological standpoint, look, the reality is when you deprive your body of something, it is no longer it no longer becomes efficient at knowing what to do with it. Just like anything else in life, right? Like use it or lose it, right? Like if you don't work out for let's say a year. Let's say you're just starting out the transformation Kickstarter challenge and you did, you know, the first rise above workout yesterday. Chances are that you're sore today. You're sore. Right? Because your body is just Ooh. like inefficient, right? At metabolizing all the byproducts that get released from it. So now from a physiological standpoint, what's going to happen is that you're going to need to take one step back in order to take two steps forward. There's going to be like a slight bit of weight gain at the beginning. But you shouldn't measure your success based off of the scale anyways. Over like longer trends, yes, right? What Just should they base their success off of? Based off of how you show up, based off of your actions every single day. Here is really what you need. It sounds as if keto is no longer serving you. It served you and it's done a great job, but it no longer does. You're going to have to be okay with, you know, getting back to just like eating balanced, clean meals right? But easier said than done. Okay. And, you yeah. know, from my own experience, what you really need in order to thrive, not survive, because if every day you're in survival mode, it's only a matter of time till you hit this very part of the slippery slope and you're going to gain a lot of weight back. You need systems, you need support and you need structure. How much carbs should you be eating? Right. And what kind of carbs? Okay, that's simple. However, like I said, there is a physiological and a mental element. Okay, you need support for one from people who have been there and done that and have proven that they can help and also support from other people who are going through a similar journey to yours. Because boy, that shit gets hard. Mentally, it gets hard. Again, if you feel like everyday survival mode, that's it's not going to last. Right. And then you also need systems, right, where you can track your progress in a way where you don't have to, like, you know, focus primarily just on weight loss. But 
the weight will be lost as a byproduct, if you get what I'm saying, right? Otherwise, what I will see happening if you're not doing that is you will probably try to stick with keto because in your brain, that's, that's the system that works. But logically, it's not working anymore. It's not serving you. So you're either going to do keto or you're either going to try to go back. But again, if you go back to your old ways, and this is me just speaking from experience, you're going to go back to your behaviors from 100 pounds ago. So you need support, you need systems, and you need structure to overcome it. It's going to be like a bit of a challenge at the beginning, but right? But through that, you're going to be shielded. It's like walking through a tunnel and you're just shielded, right? And before you know it, you're going to be on the upright. And I think that she's going to be a great candidate for the inner circle. Just saying. Keto is like a religion. Everyone practices it differently. <laughs> so when somebody says, I'm thinking about this too, is like when somebody says I've done keto for a little over two years, I'm like, okay, but how did you do keto? Right? Like, were you glot kosher or were you like, I don't give a fuck keto? Right. Right. So those are also varying degrees. So that's why I said we don't know her current relationship because I'm sure there were carbs happening in there somewhere. Yeah. But the other thing that I was thinking about this too is now on the topic of carbs and like everybody's going to freak out like, oh my God, what carbs are good and like what kind? And I saw people say like something about rice, like brown rice and, and I mentioned white rice and whatever. Look, here's the bottom line about carbs. For one, y'all focus on way too small of details uh, and you need to focus on being consistent before you're like, which kind of rice is better? Who cares? Just don't overeat it. Yeah. And anything that comes from mother nature and closer to the source cannot be bad for you. Yep. It's just, it's your behavior that's bad, not the food that's bad. Yep. So carbs are never the problem. It's your behavior towards it. That's the issue. Next question Ooh. from Mary J. Blige. Yep. She came to our questions. Awesome. Oh, but you guys might know her as MJ from Montreal, Canada. Okay. What are your thoughts on lowering your standards? Okay. This is a relationship question. Yay. What are your thoughts on lowering your standards versus letting go in all relationships? So lowering your standards in a current relationship versus letting go of the relationship. Yeah, that's what I think. Man, that's a very much case by case. So like, like there's a difference between lowering your standards and compromise. So depending on like what the actual scenario is, it's like there's some between the lines that we're trying to read. But what are your thoughts on lowering your standards? So either, so what, what I'm I, hearing is either lower your standards or let the relationship go. Yeah, I think that's what she means. Okay, so do you want to go? I mean, sometimes you have to make compromise and that can be confused for lowering your standards because you're making a compromise. So those are two different things. Now, if it's lowering your standards, I say absolutely no. I'm not going to, like, look, there's so many people in this world that, you're going to get along with a certain number of those people. They're going to think like you. They're going to live like you. They're going to have the same values as you. And you're going to gravitate towards those people. And those are your people. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody else sucks or that they're not as good as you or that they're worse than you. And we're just different. Everybody's different. So do not lower. This is my own like life principle is like, do not lower your standard. Either raise the other person's standard. Or let them live to their standard and go find 
the rest of your people who want to be at your standard. Now, again, that doesn't mean anybody's better than another person. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care who you know. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care what magazines you're in. No person is better than another person. We're all just different and we're at different spots in our journey. So I would say never lower your standards, either raise them up or find your people. Amen to that. And I want to add a little bit more to that. And MJ, yes, that's with regards to any relationships, be it a significant other, Mm -hmm. be it like friends, be it, you know, perhaps like a current job that you're in, right? But when I make life decisions, I make it by looking way into the future. I'm like 10 years from now, who do I need to become? And who do I need to be surrounded in order to become that? So, you know, letting go of all relationships you know, like, again, if you were to look into the future, right, 10 years from now, do you see yourself being like a loner, right? If you see yourself being a loner, then yes, you could let relationships go. However, from what I know, a part of the human experience is, you know, like, connection, right? So I can only assume not. However, like, Everybody operates differently, right? So, you know, like this is a question that you have to answer for yourself. So whether like whenever making a life decision with regards to, you know, should you stay with that person? Should you stay in that job? Like look way into the future, not six months from now, 10 years from now. How is your life going to look like? How are you going to be living 10 years from now? And will that person or people be in there? If they won't be, then you already have your answer. Yeah. Then why continue the relationship? Like right. the longer people continue relationships, they're not happy in, regardless of what type of relationship, the worse it gets long-term. Yeah. But with regards to lowering your standards, I agree with Aaron 100%. Nobody should ever lower their standards. Right. And this is why we say, you guys, like it's all about leadership, right? You have to lead yourself first and... You can only hope to lead others in your journey. Now, here's the thing. There's only one person in this world that we can change, and it's called ourselves. We can only hope that on our journey, right, of self-improvement, those who are around us will want to improve as well. However, the sad reality is, is that most people do not care to change because the human mind is scared of change right? But nothing changes if nothing changes. So if it's a matter of lowering your standards, then I can assure you that you're not going to be in alignment 10 years from now in that vision that you have for yourself, which is why that's like an absolute no-no in our book, right? But do you need to let go of all relationships? I don't think so. You just need to insert yourself in the right relationships. However, here's the thing. Most of the times you're going to have to let go of a certain relationship in order to insert yourself in another one. Yeah. And something that you said too, one time when we first met, Sarit told me this and I'll never forget it. It's so like simple, but brilliantly stated is that people will come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And so it's okay to have relationships with people now that you're not going to have relationships in the future. You don't have relationships with people that you will have relationships in the future with, right? So life is ebb and flow, Mm -hmm. right? And we're constantly evolving, which means that our community and our group of people might shift unless you're not evolving and they're not evolving, Mm -hmm. right? Or you're all evolving together. Yeah. 
right? Those are the outcomes. And I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, my ex-husband actually has had, now this doesn't mean that you can't have the same friends for a really long time, but he had very like loyal friends and I admire that and there's a good side to that. But also I I look around and I'm like, none of them are really getting better at anything. Like Mm -hmm. none of them have any goals to get better at anything. It's like making, you know, they're having babies and making families and then they like hang out and smoke cigars on the weekends and like whatever. It's just surface. I'm like, well, no, I mean, it goes deeper because if you have friends for 10 years, it's not surface at that point. But at the same time, it's like either you're all evolving together or you're kind of just being alive. Right. And so I don't know where I'm going with this. Like, it's good to have really deep, meaningful relationships with people for a long period of time, because those are your people. And when you go through hard times, you really know who your people are. And that's when things also kind of shift. Like all of you guys are listening to us regularly. Thank you. You're the reason that we show up. And by the way, if you're listening to us on YouTube, then please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Look, you know, I want to give you a real life example. And I'm very extreme with how I live because I live my life like an arrow, right? And that's my intention, right? Because I have a huge mission. So every decision that I make in life is with regards to, is it in alignment with the mission? And is it going to move the mission forward? Like, that's it. Like, but looking at my life 10 years ago, when I was 21 years old, there is nobody that I surround myself with currently who was in my life 10 years ago, other than my family. Nobody. Now, I'm not saying that that has to be that for you. And I'm not saying that, you know, if let's say you share a history with somebody that, you know, you need to let them go. But the reality is, is that most of the time you need to let them go. Because if you link to somebody because of your history, then you're not living in your future. Right. But the reality is, is that the past is gone. Right. Like, so who said that? I think it was, I don't know who said that, but I think it was Ed Milet. And it was saying, what kind of conversations are you having with people? And that's how you're going to be able to find the quality of your relationships, where you're going and where they're going. Right. And if you're having a lot of conversations with regards to the past, right then you're living in the past, which means that there is no growth happening. And therefore, like it's not adding any value, right? But if you keep on having conversations about, you know, the future and things that, you know, you are building and who you want to become, then there is alignment and you're going to move forward in the same direction. So my questions to you is what kind of conversations are you having with those people? Is it surface? Is it shallow? Not adding you any value? Is it all with regards to the past? Remember when we went on this vacation, blah, blah, blah. And that's why like when a lot of couples are like, oh, when things are good, they're really good. But when they're bad, they're really bad. I'm like, you're living in the past, right? Like you're living in your honeymoon days, basically. Like the reality is, is that you're no longer in your honeymoon phase, right? But there's only one way to keep on recreating the honeymoon phase. And it's talk about the future. And that's what makes it sustainable. Yeah. I want to like add a disclaimer to that. It's not bad to think about how far you've come. It's not bad to glance back for a second and be like, shit, look how far up the mountain I've climbed. This is awesome. For Mm self-acknowledgement. However, there are people that are living in what they used to be. Yes. And it's not reality. It's the used to be land. Yeah. And what I was saying a few minutes ago 
was that you all are on a transformation journey. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. You wouldn't be trying to absorb, you know, more understanding of something, life principles or how to, you know, achieve an ideal body or gain confidence or feel empowered or make more money or have better relationships. You're all in this transformation zone. And when you're in that zone, you're moving. Mm-hmm. And if other people are still staying in the spot that they're in, they're not going to move with you and it's going to create tension, right? One person is here and you're also here, but then you begin to transform and you begin to move and you begin to shift, but you're moving, you're shifting. And if they're not, it creates tension between the two of you. Mm-hmm. So something has to happen. Either it's eventually you're going to stick your ground and say, no, I'm not lowering my standards. I'm transforming. I'm shifting. I'm going to become better. I'm going to evolve. Which will create more tension. and then Which is creating tension unless they come with you or it breaks. Yep. Those are the two outcomes. And normally it has to do with how well you lead yourself and how good you are at communicating or not. As John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership, right? And if you are going to choose to stay where you are, right, and you've already moved forward, you're either going to need to let them go or they're going to need to come with you. However, we can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if they don't want to come up with you, right, and you choose to stay, you're going to be stuck. And we realize, so you've taken yeah. two steps forward, but now you're stuck two steps forward. So now things are going to be even more frustrating because you have a little bit less tolerance for bullshit, right? So you're only going to create this storm, right? Which will take you two steps back. Now, look, you said you might take two steps back. However, it's equilibrium. But yes, yeah, so here's the thing. When you're transforming and there's tension and you have relationships and they're not going anywhere and you have tension, this is the deciding factor. You and your leadership of yourself via your communication, your level of communication is either going to snap you back into that relationship or it's going to break the bond. Now, where this is really difficult is when you're in a marriage. Shit. That's not a simple situation. And we're not here. Like I said, we're not here to break people up, but we are here to make you go up. Now, people, look, you got to understand people are going to make their own decisions. We have no control over them whatsoever, regardless of the amount of history we have with somebody. If they're not living in a way you want to live, it's not serving either of you. Yep. So I talk about it in the most difficult case scenario, such as a marriage. That doesn't mean I'm saying if your spouse is not on the same page with you, go ask for them for a divorce right now. That's not what I'm saying for the record. I'm saying it requires communication. See if that person, or even it's a work, maybe it's a work relationship. That's also very difficult, right? If the integrity or the standards of the business seem to not align with yours, that's also a very difficult situation to leave because that's how you get paid, right? So it requires communication. You can always talk to somebody. You can always see where they're at. You can always... I wouldn't say challenge, but bring forth and begin conversation to begin planting seeds to say, hey, what direction are we going? And see if those people or that relationship can come in the direction that you want to go. And if there's no budge, you have decisions to make. Yep. Unless you want to stay where you are. And also that's a decision. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be painful. 
right? But it's short-term pain for long-term gain, right? And it's a mindset. I'd rather be in short-term pain for the long-term game. My life happens in the long-term. The short-term is right now. Now already left. See, it's now in the past. Now, 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 right? So like, it's all about the long haul and how is something sustainable? So you guys have to, in order to make like real life decisions, like look way into the future because that's when you realize how fragile life is and how really you ain't got no time to waste. Right. And if you're dwelling over stupid, small shit, or maybe it doesn't seem small and stupid, maybe it seems grandiose. But if you look 10 years into the future and you're creating a very vivid picture, you realize how it's so simple and small. Mm -hmm. Right. Like us leaving Equinox feels like a really big deal at the time. It feels like a big deal, but we looked way into the future and we're like, okay, well, the decision is simple. In the moment, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to be hard. It just feels uncomfortable, right? But that's it. I mean, it's going to be hard. Discomfort is difficult. Yeah. Get an ice bath. Tell me it's not a difficult decision. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. On to the next. Yeah. We hope that helped. All right. I think this is the last one, okay. depending on how long it goes. Amanda <laughs> Cherwinski from Michigan. What is your recommendation for nutrition? I've heard of counting calories and macros, carb cycling, intermittent fasting, etc. What would you recommend that could be long-term for sustainability? Amanda, so here's what I see. Like the real question is what you need to gain is self-awareness and experience. I would say also what would be a really good tool for you to gain a lot of insight on this on your own time on demand is to go to our YouTube channel, Aaron and Sarit, and to look at, there's like hundreds of videos on there and you can look up, there's so many different topics like regarding these very things because I mean, understandably, so many people have these same very questions. So we've been asked these multiple times. We've talked about them multiple times. We'll keep talking about them, but you can find specifics also on pretty much counting calories, macros, carb cycling, and intermittent fasting and keto on different various videos that we have. But the goal is always, and the question you need to ask yourself is, what can I maintain for a long period of time? And what would I be happy yep. doing? Yep. People think that in order to lose weight, and I don't even know what the purpose is here, because you're saying, what's the recommendation for nutrition? For what goal? For what purpose? because that's also part of the equation, but you have to ask yourself for one, what is my purpose for two? If it's weight loss, like people think, Oh, if I want to lose weight, then what I'm doing has to be miserable because that's the way it happens. And it's not the truth. You don't have to be miserable, but what happens when you don't engage in a method that is miserable is your progress is slower. And people have a hard time with that. So we think, oh, if I want to make progress, which is just progress that we can really like define progress. And it's what not, we can, hold on, hold on. It's what we can visually see, which means it must happen really fast because we don't see subtle changes. We see ourselves every damn day. So when we say make progress, we're really impatient with it. And if you want fast progress that you can actually see, then you have to do some really miserable and ridiculously restrictive and stupid and unsustainable. Now, if you're okay with subtle changes and not being able to see things 
for short term, but you can maintain them and achieve them once and for all long term. Is it not worth it to go less restrictive? Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. So it sounds as if what you need is just time to think. It sounds like you've heard a lot of things from a lot of people and none of these things that you listed is the problem. The problem is I think you're not fully clear on what you want. And if you are, you probably are not clear on why you want it. And also, what are you willing to sacrifice and who you are and what do you prefer? Yeah. What would you recommend long-term for sustainability makes me think like for life, right? So, but if we're talking about our diet, meaning what we consume, then I don't count calories. I don't count macros. I don't carb cycle. I don't intermittent fast. Nope. So Habits. none of the above. Habit building. But it also, it depends on the goal, right? So I mean, if your goal is, I'm guessing your goal is fat loss because you're talking about different methods that people use to lose body fat, but it really does come down to progressively becoming better each day and building habits, changing behavior, changing your thought patterns. Yep. Sorry. It's not sexy. (laughs) Like intermittent fasting. Stop eating. Like starve yourself for one day and then eat for two days. Stop and go and stop and go and stop and go. That's a long window of intermittent fasting. I don't eat for a day and then I eat for two. Yeah. Like it's a thing. Like it can be the 16, eight or it's just whatever. I mean, to each is their own. But last time I checked, if somebody told me don't eat two days a week. (laughs) Shove it up (laughs) and rotate around it. (laughs) Oh my. Keep your mouth shut. Just kidding. I think that's it. Just read it out loud, man. Well, I'm fascinated by this one. Delia? Is that how you say your name? Delia. Delia? Wouldn't that be two E's? Delia? I don't know. I had a Delia in college and that's how you spelled her name. Yeah, you're probably right because you're way better at pronouncing names. Okay, thank you for doing I started my journey to weight loss in 2014. I've lost over 100 pounds in the span of four years. That's amazing. And eight, four years and eight was super motivated and progressed little by little. My wife and I started IVF and it was a downward slippery slope. The hormones jacked me up. I've gained almost all the weight back. I've had three failed IVF attempts. I came across both of you and y'all have rekindled my motivation. My partner and I are starting your 14 day challenge. Amazing. Is it the transformation Kickstarter one? Is that that what you're talking about? Yeah. Listen here, Delia, Dahlia, Delia, let me tell you. For one, I feel sad that you've had three missed attempts, but I have to say I'm not surprised because if you've gained all the weight back, your body is in a state that's not ideal for creating a human being. So. Saying it with love. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I want to help and say, if we can get that weight back down, Because what happens is your hormones do get out of whack and and there's medications that you have to take, but this is when it really comes down to discipline Mm -hmm. and discipline is doing what you know you need to do regardless of how you're feeling about it at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's difficult, way easier said than done. And so if we can get the weight back down, stay a part of our community, shit, even I would say jump in the inner circle, damn, like 
get the weight back down and develop good habits. And then when you are taking those medications and the hormones are out of balance and you're feeling things, your discipline will kick in and your habits will kick in and you'll be able to maintain a much more healthy state to create that. Hashtag bulletproof. Yeah. I hope that helps. I'm rooting for you. Sending you love. I'm rooting for you. Amen. I think you're right on the pronunciation, by the way. De- Delia. Delia. Delia, where are you from? Look, we're going to call it for today. We love you guys. We thank you so much for watching us and, you know, for just tuning in and hanging out with us and, you know, taking on the messages that we share with you guys and honestly just championing them, right? Together we all go up and as you guys know that we are on a mission to transform lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. So if you found value in today's episode, I recommend that you please share this video with somebody else who you think would benefit from it. Okay, so that you can bring up more people with you. Amen. It's your leadership. Amen. Remember, everything rises and falls on that. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Suri.